0: So, folks, in this SF Fan Volume 1 Anthology interview, we have an author best known for Reclaiming Honor with Mark Ennahite, The Blood War Chronicles, Cult the Outlander, Shadow of Ruin. And he is also a Colorado Gold Award finalist for Chemical Burn, a Scribe Award finalist for Cult the Outlander and he recently became a national best-selling author for his inclusion in the anthology Monster Hunter Files which is edited by Larry oh gosh i so hope he does not hear this i can never pronounce larry's last name larry kirk Cor- is it korean
1: no korea, larry korea just like just like the no way but
0: but different oh well, well jokes on me then <laughs> but we have none other than friend of the show quincy allen with Hi. us hey man How's it been? <laughs>
1: you know, I'll just kinda of get through the summer work and finish the book finished uh, I'm about to finish another short story, yeah, yeah,
0: we were talking about that before we started uh you your yeah. you got your afternoon premise lined up for you yes I do. but yeah, dude, you gave us a really, really great story called Parcel Twist, so why don't you give us the premise of that uh story so in a nutshell, um it was that was almost a cathartic story the the
1: premise is that it's an a i uh, one of the first in American society. Uh, there are robots and lesser AIs that are you know, they exist in essentially in servitude. Mm-hmm. Um and there's this movement taking place as the story unfolds of essentially granting them equal rights. Um if they're acknowledged as an AI, then treat them as such. And it's really written from Parcel's perspective. He's a blogger, which I thought was kind of very contemporary. And so he's had the show and as the course of the, as the story unfolds, it's about so it's about his it's experiences just actually getting food for his cat its cat mm-hmm. because it has it has a pet cat and it loves its cat it has neighbors it's friendly and and it's it's really based on experiences that I've observed or had people tell me about and so you know it's I folded in some of what I'm aware of mm-hmm. into pure sci-fi it's a robot right but it does it's one of those stories where I don't do it often um, but sometimes when you're dealing with science fiction, and sort of the old star trek adage of, of social commentary that's when i kind of
0: hit okay and, um, and going into that you uh i mean one of the great qualities about sci-fi is the ability to st- tell stories that are relevant to you know today's current issues so, so it sounds like that that's definitely the case for cross twist yeah it was
1: uh you know watching what we did over the past 18 24 months um and it's a subject that is sort of near and dear to my heart. Um, I've written frequently, uh, I've got a couple of short stories on Civil War era slavery and um, actually uh, similar issues around the turn of the 20th century. Uh, and, and so it's it's not the first time I've, I've addressed this subject in some fashion. And I can't tell you why it's it's something that is, is really important to me. I mean, it, it doesn't, I mean, you look at me, it doesn't make sense. But it's always been important. Um, and so it's it's one I think worth, at least every now and again, as a writer, uh, delving into and and trying to put, we'll say, a, a modern uh, skew, a modern twist on it. Yeah. Uh, hey. Modern, modern twist <laughs> on it, that makes it more relevant, right? It, it's 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 hard for folks to look at the events of history. I mean, you talk about yeah, sure. sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. events in history and put their feet in those shoes. I mean, that's just we're we're kind of wired that way. It's not something we most people do naturally, right? Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate, but that's kind of the reality. Yep. So I think that's one of the things that sci-fi does. Yeah, is it, it? takes those those paradigms, those social paradigms, cultural, what have you, economic, all of them, and puts them, or tries to at least put them in modern, palatable terms oh, that the yeah. average person can kind of climb onto. Yeah, and 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 hopefully at least a little bit put their feet in those shoes. And if you know, if you're basically as a writer, if you end up reaching out in touch and touching, connecting with one person. Hopefully, more than that. But one person says, Man, I really got that. Right. Made me look at this differently than mission accomplished. Yeah. Right? I mean, oh, yeah. That's, that's what you hope for. Now, so here's the thing this is the trick. We talk about this on the There's a place for social commentary and fiction, all fiction. If it's part of the story, if it carries the story further, whether it's the plot or the characters, then I say, Yeah, there's value in it. If it's social commentary, just for the sake of social commentary, let me shred it towards. Yeah. Um, right, Which there's a place for that too. But in fiction, fiction is about the story. Yes. Getting this character from A to B and whatever happens to him or, or in between. Um, but if, it, if that's a piece of it, if there's a, a commentary they can make one way or another. Yeah. Then, you know, that's that enhances the story. I think it gives it more depth. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I, I do. not do it a lot, but I do it. Okay. Most of my stuff really is just, you know, severed heads and people getting blown up.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, they get all try and right? Yeah. <laughs> okay and so and with parcel you you do get the vibe that he's offering a perspective that a lot of minorities in the u.s can relate to i mean even me in particular i mean i even told you i was like you know what this this really kind of speak you know speaks to me i i can understand his 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 plight in a a lot in a a lot instances um since since parcel isn't human himself i mean do you think that there's a opportunity that readers can get from his viewpoint just because he isn't human?
1: Well, so there were two things that were very much on purpose there. I made him an an AI, a robot, Mm. because it it meant that sort of in a ham-fisted way, I wasn't singling out any group in one respect, right? It made that experience universal. I mean, you you, you watch the movie I, Robot, with Will Smith, and the nature of that robot's experience, everybody can understand we can all sort of glom onto it, right? Mm-hmm. That was and then I also, the, at first, there wasn't a cat in that story. And I realized that, especially with people's interest in cats, and, right, pictures of cats and stuff, life, the cat makes him human mm-hmm. because he is, he is as possessed of caring and love of this creature. Um, and, and literally, I mean, not to, no spoilers, but the ending of that story where he is more concerned with that cat, Hmm. than his own experience. Hmm. I think that I, That's I, big did, science. I did that, on yeah. that And it's sort of to carry the torch, right? Yes. Yeah. If, if people were to see, I think that if people were to see that event as it unfolds in the story, I believe it would have a similar effect as we've seen in the past, again, 18 months. Yeah. Okay. Right? I mean, it's when, when people bear witness to certain things, most, their compassion has to kick in. Right? Yeah. It has to, and again I think we've seen that and we've seen some of the benefits of that as a result of recent events. Sure,
0: yeah. So do you get the vibe? Because I mean, we, we spoke up on Parcel and he's being an advanced AI that's allowed to yeah. go out in the public as own you know, volition, own will and everything. Do you think that there were ever that this is like gonna I mean, be one of those cases where it's sci fi being a precursor to Sci Fact?
1: I suspect that yeah, um, in the next 20, 50, 100, 200 years. Hmm. Um, I really do believe, and there's there's movies that have treated with this, certainly the greats, Asimov and the founder, found, found, no, the iRobots. Yeah, I was about
0: to say, you even spoke um, up on iRobots. Right,
1: that's, that's a perfect example. Yeah. I, and I mean, so, uh, it was Boston Dynamic? I don't know if you follow them. So so if you haven't actually watched, go to YouTube and watch Boston Dynamic videos. They have uh, uh, robots, stand freestanding robots. Bipedal robots. I have seen those. That are doing, um, they've got dogs that they're going to probably turn into military. Yeah, dogs. yeah, yeah. And then they have the bipedal ones that are doing a crowd of Sort of. I
0: recently watched a video where two of them were almost like doing a gymnastic routine. Yes. And I was right. like, oh, yeah, right, right, yeah, they yeah, yeah, had an obstacle course. Right. So that's one piece. And we also know that Google, there's a company in Texas, even a friend of ours, um, uh, Stoney. Sanchez was working with a company uh, that was doing some AI stuff. I, I don't know the details. he oh. couldn't tell me about them. But but essentially, AI is coming. Yeah. The nature of it, um, well, that's going to be interesting to watch unfold. Yeah. We'll see a big piece of it in the next 50 years, and i will see a chunk of it before I get it. Now,
1: so here's the evolution. What I suspect may happen, is that at first, you know, you've got your Roombas, you've got your the robots that are manual servants, right? Yeah. They're not intelligent. They're not sentient. Yeah, and so we, we don't think twice about that. Yeah, the problem. They're
0: still is, equipment, more or less. They're toasters. Yeah, right.
1: They're toasters that have the use of their limbs. Mm-hmm. The problem I foresee with humanity, and I mean the whole, like all seven billion of us, mm-hmm. is that we're going to become inert to the idea that if it is a machine, it is a servant. Right.
0: I mean that's the so where to you get the term
1: machines? Cross the threshold into sentient. So it. it Watching how we treat with sentient machines we created is going to be very interesting, um, and it may end up being very painful. Or, you know, on the flip side, then you have the whole Terminator notion of what happens when the AI figures us out. All right. I, I mean, so and here, here's the real question: if it's an AI that is that really comes in, into existence with sentience and access to the whole of human history, and how it is treated with the other. I believe it's reasonable to think that that AI may come out
0: swinging. <laughs> well, be ready to duck right. <laughs> I hope
1: we and they are better
0: than that. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. So, who knows? yeah, well, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But, um, exactly right. yeah, but uh, but in the meantime, uh, what what other well, we already talked about. Like, you have got some writing stuff going on later today. But what other car projects do you have? Uh, well, so right. I
1: just finished the third. In a trilogy with uh, co author Mark Ellen Adelheid. It's in his, his IP, his universe, which started with Stiger's Tigers. It's a really neat premise. Fantasy, epic fantasy setting where the Lost Legio Night, they're a Roman legion that disappeared in Ireland around right the 11th century. They disappeared, nobody knows what happened. But the premise is how they disappeared. So Mark brought me in to sort of help expand that IP. I actually, uh, with him, we worked together to create. It's a, it's a coming-of-age story for a young dwarf. We believe it's the only coming-of-age dwarf story ever written, hmm. um, which I thought was kind of cool. We didn't think about it until somebody mentioned it recently in, in the reviews. So and it's, it's Tovak That's his name, Tovac, this young d- turd, which is a dwarf. Uh, he's, he's joined the military. They're on this grand march to essentially find an escape because the Horde is coming from another world in the White Drogue. Okay. So it's his journey and what he encounters and what he becomes, which is really the point of the story. Uh, I'm also so working with um, four friends of mine, Rob Howell, Marie Whitaker, Todd Vonestock, and Mark Stallings. We're creating a new fantasy IP where each of us is writing stories on a specific continent. And the, the overarching story is that um, there are these portals, ancient portals that have discovered that, because everybody, everybody on their own continent doesn't know the other continents exist because of what's happened in the world's history. Well, these doors are about to open, and, and basically Pandora's box is about to open. Everybody's going to be fighting for control of these portals and the resources. So we are, we've are created this IP. The first book has been written and should be out in, I believe, December. That's written by Typhoon. Okay. And the whole thing is called Eldrus Legacy. Um, that's the IP name. We've got a website that we're working on. We're going to be doing a giveaway here in the next few weeks, so keep an eye for that. Very cool. Um, so that's another project. Um, there's a sci-fi project I'll be working on. That will be in Jamie Ibsen's universe, but it's a standalone novel that deals with genetically enhanced uh, beings that are essentially, they've been created to be military slaves. Um, And and the the doctor that created them, who considers, they call them genies, her children, basically decides she's not going to let her children be slaves. And so the first book is about what happens next. Mm -hmm. Um, it's based on a short story I wrote in uh, the We Dare anthology, edited by Jamie Hibson. So that's coming. Then I'm going to do another uh, story based on a short story, a novel based on a short story. Okay. And finally, I'm going to get back to writing the blood So I've got books lined up for the next year. There we go. Yeah. Busy, busy. Yeah.
0: Hey, hey, hey. That's what we like to hear, though. And and, and you're talking about giveaways. So I imagine that uh, people can find you on multiple platforms across the net. So uh, where can readers find you uh, on the web? So uh, best place is going to be quincyallen.com. That's my personal blog. Uh,
1: And then on Facebook, I have both personal Facebook page, quincy.allen.author. And then a professional page, which is QJA Books. And I, you know, I, I spend more time on the personal page, but when, when I launch new things and there's announcements, those go on both. Uh, and then you'll start seeing stuff coming from EldersLegacy.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't officially launched that yet, but there's enough there that, you know, if people have to stop by. That's you know, great. Uh, we're going to be doing a newsletter. Uh, there's a sign for a newsletter that we'll have, as well as sign up to follow the, the page itself. Um, and then, like I said, in the next few weeks, we'll be announcing. We, the five of us wrote each wrote a, a, a very short, a little longer than a micro story. 1,500-ish words, or, or well, 1,500 to 3,000. Five short stories. Yeah, five short stories plus the first, I believe, chapter of Todd's book. And we're going to be giving that away. We're going to, we're going to do it at Dragon Con with cards and BookFunnel. DragonCon got yanked out from underneath Books, of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, But we'll be announcing that soon. And then people will be able to go to BookFunnel and download it for free um, and sign up for a newsletter, we hope. And then essentially what's going to happen is we'll be doing cover releases and, and other announcements over the night, you know, Q4 of this year. Because the plan is to launch one book a month from this IP for really about the next eight, ten years. (laughs) Uh, There's five core authors. Uh, We'll each do at least one book a year, sometimes two. There will be one or two anthologies a year, short story collections from a bunch of authors. And then each of the authors is working with someone, we call them cohorts, who will also write a novel a year, give or take. Uh, We we think we're doing, basically it's built in the model of the Forrestman universe, where a bunch of authors all contribute to this overarching
0: Universe. wow yeah wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's going to be the next few years should be very exciting and, and I, you know the good news is I think I'm finally going to start selling a fair amount of
0: work. There you go. There you we go. Fancy. Well, everyone, be sure to keep an eye on, on all of those amazing projects that he has lined yeah. up for us. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. in the meantime, though, be sure to check out Parcel Twist and the uh, Stories for Nerds, Science Fiction, and Fantasy Anthology yeah. Volume 1. I'm looking
1: forward to
0: reading everything in there. I can't wait. Oh, man. It, it, wow. It's some great stuff. I'm telling you. <laughs> but yeah. Well, cool. Thanks
1: for bringing me into it. I really appreciate it, right? I, yeah. I enjoyed writing that story. I'm, I'm very happy with it. And
0: proud it. Yeah. And uh, thanks for being a part of it. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Quincy. All right.